Have you ever had a few things all come together within the space of a couple of days and inspire you to do something? Well, that's this week's episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Two conversations, a YouTube short slash TikTok, as well as an old song by Linkin Park. I'm breaking the habit tonight. So on this week's episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter, let's talk about breaking some habits. Roll that intro. Hello there, I'm Rafael Di Furia. So let's just jump straight into this. Like I said, there was a few things that inspired this episode. And the first thing that I want to mention, we'll get into the conversations that I had earlier this week. One was with a friend on the East Coast, one was with a cousin on the West Coast. And it got me thinking about some of the differences in the way that people live their lives in the US versus abroad. Mostly, really, I'm thinking in the context of Europe, but really everywhere is so different from the US. It's A lot of people, especially when we grow up in the U.S., because we're just coming from this one very secluded part of the world where our northern neighbors have a lot of very shared commonalities, language and culture. I know this always annoys my Canadian friends and those of you who watch in who are Canadian, but we have to admit there are a lot more similarities between those two countries than many other countries in the world just a reality of the world that I would argue exists. But within the context of North America, of course, we've got three countries and the third one has a very different culture, Mexico. That's a very different topic. I really digress here. But the, this, this TikTok, this uh, YouTube short that I saw came from a YouTube creator called at Julia Rochelle Abroad. I'll try to either link to her YouTube channel or to the, to the direct video itself, either in the comment section or in the more info section below this video on YouTube. So of course, if you're listening in, as an audio-only podcast, feel free to come on over to YouTube to get a little bit more of the context of what I'm talking about. But just to give a little bit of the the idea for those of you who are even just listening in, uh, I'm going to only put up a screenshot on my screen and not put up her video. If you want to go watch her video, you can go check that out on her channel. So basically, just to describe it, the caption under it says, having an American mentality in Portugal. And then on the top of the screen, it says, as an American living in Portugal, then she points up to one side of the screen, uh, and it's playing the the old Hannah Montana music in the background. You got the best of both worlds. And she points up to the top left of the screen, and it says, with a U.S. flag next to it, go get her mentality. And then on the right-hand side of the screen, it's got a Portuguese flag that says bureaucracy that gets in the way. So, like, Portuguese bureaucracy. I would say, in general, from my experience in different countries, Portuguese bureaucracy is a cakewalk (laughs) in comparison. There's places that are far worse. And even comparing Italy and Portugal, I would say Portugal has definitely been, in my personal experience, easier to deal with than many things that I've dealt with uh, in Italy. That's a different story for a different day, but just to give that little comparison there. But in a way, it's also a lesson about how certain things in different parts of the world work. Yes, some things may work better, some things may work worse. But regardless, I would say for Americans who are moving abroad, uh, I would even lump in maybe people from the UK as well as people from Australia. There's two really, really important lessons that I think are very necessary. The first one is to be able to slow down. In the US, especially, it is such a go-getter, million miles a minute society that a lot of times, and I find myself doing this too, where I have the tendency to forget to slow down. Even uh, my work ethic and the way that I work, I will have days that I'll be working 12 to 18 hours. Of course, I have a business that I'm building, but that just to give you a little bit of an idea that there are those days that I have that I 
am really in it. Of course, I'm lucky enough to do something that I love, but at the same time, I do find in some other parts of the world that maybe there's more of a prioritization to have that work-life balance, like I've mentioned so many times, working to live rather than living to work. And so I think that's something that's very important. But of course, I have pushed myself over the years to relax a little bit and take some time off to have that ability to do it. And this also brings me into why the conversations from earlier this week inspired this episode, because I was talking to, like I said, a, a family member on the West Coast and a friend on the East Coast. Both of them were saying the exact same thing. And we're all basically in the same age category. And like paying for health insurance, paying for car insurance, paying for gas, paying for car payments, paying for ridiculous rent prices that are going up. I mean, a place that I used to live in as a child outside of San Francisco uh, in Marin County, it was always a little bit more on the expensive side anyway, but I have even like older family friends that are still there and looking at places that are, say, like $3,000, $3,500 for a small one bedroom that's like questionably livable and it's not really even in i would say the parts of marin that people find to be the most desirable or homes that are like a million and a half with tax rates that are absolutely absurd per year even i was speaking to another family member over the holidays who was talking about tax rates in california for some homes that some people are paying like 20 30,000 a year in just the taxes alone not even mortgage or anything like that i'm like for 20 or 30,000 i know plenty of places where you could actually buy a place that's livable in cash or even get a mortgage for 40 years if you wanted to. But like, there are places in Europe that exist like that, where your tax rate that you might be paying per year, yes, it's a different quality of life. Um, when you're talking about that 20 or 30,000 euro apartment or dollar apartment rather. Uh, but there's all of these things that you have to keep up with, all of these payments, all of, these, all of this money that has to go out. It was things that I will admit that I haven't really even thought about in a long time. I mean, especially something like health insurance living in Europe, it's kind of just a given, at least in the countries where I've lived. Of course, you can opt in for private health care, but for me, being on a public system with my lack of necessity going to doctors is fine enough for me. Yes, it's something that does come out in taxes and social, but again, like I said, it's not something that I would have to worry about. I was telling about a situation where I had to go to the hospital years ago uh, and get x-rays and all different kinds of things, seeing the doctor, seeing the nurse, seeing the doctor. And I paid 15 euros for everything at the emergency room in Italy. And I had another time, burned my hand. And some of you might remember seeing that on Facebook or Instagram that I really burnt up my hand pretty badly. They saw me immediately and gave me a, a cream for my hand, saw a doctor, saw a nurse, saw a doctor, like everything. And they were like willing to do a whole bunch more than that. And again, it was 15 euros. I had a family member who broke a bone and had to stay in the hospital for a month. And hospital fees, surgery, staying in the hospital, physical therapy, all of that was completely covered without a cost because of how grave the situation was. So it's kind of crazy to think about that on the other side of the world, that there's another type of medical system where you might have to negotiate or barter with the, uh, the, the hospital to bring something down from 2 million to 250,000, which realistically, how are you going to pay that off if you're an average individual? 
And so you have some of these medical fees that you might have to think about, which could literally put you on the streets in that part of the world. So getting back to what I was saying before, there's all these things like it's not just about a hustle culture. There's a pressure to make sure that you are able to to keep up. It almost is like what I imagine what running with bulls must be like having the bull behind you and having this fear of getting tossed up into the air. So uh, this brings me into my second point. But before I keep on going and just to quickly interrupt myself, I do want to say a quick thank you to those of you who helped to make Not Your Average Globetrotter possible through the one-time donations, the thanks button here on YouTube, as well as rafaeldifuria.com slash support, as well as the monthly support through Patreon. That makes a huge difference in this project's ability to be able to keep on going forward, as well as the shirts, mugs, onesies, and more on rafaeldifuria.com slash nyag or store.rafaeldifuria.com. But before I derail too much, let's get back into the topic at hand. Into the other thing that I think is a very necessary lesson. So the first one, just to recap, was to be the ability to slow down or to learn how to do that because it's difficult. It's it's a way of life and it's a set of habits that are built up from a very young age in the States, especially even within the school system and the pressures that are put there for even how bad of a school system it can be. There are still certain pressures that are put there. But the second thing that I would say is very necessary to learn, a very important lesson, is patience. That not everything is going to be done immediately. Not all stores are going to be open 24 hours or open until late at night or to go to a 7-Eleven that's open 24 hours and you can just go and get a Slurpee whenever you want. Although I will admit, even though Slurpees weren't exactly my thing every once in a while, I do think, you know what, it would be fun to have access to something like that. But again, different subject for a different day. I just think that going back again, tying this into that YouTube short from uh, at Julia Rochelle Abroad, that her mentality about having this American go-getter attitude and bringing it over to Portugal and dealing with Portuguese bureaucracy, I understand the frustration. I totally get where she may be coming from that it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to deal with this. I've got to deal with all of this stuff. I can't just keep on going, keep on moving, keep on pushing. I have to actually wait for something to happen or I have to go through a process to make something happen. Like, let's let's be fair. In the States, there are some aspects of bureaucracy that definitely exist. Like, let's not not play ourselves here. But for somebody coming from that part of the world, it's a very different kind of thing. Like, nobody ever thinks of the DMV as a, a glorious, easy cakewalk. So, like I said, the U.S. does have bureaucracy that exists. So that's just one simple example there. But sometimes when you're having to deal with immigration, of course, this is something you would never normally have to deal with as a person living in your own country. This is something that, of course, you just take on. And Julia, if you're watching this, this is not any kind of knock on you or any kind of uh, criticism of you. This is just kind of generally speaking about Americans abroad, being a fellow uh, American who's been abroad for a while. I've been able to see certain things that are patterns that exist from certain nationalities, and especially having come from that one, there are certain things that are a little bit more familiar that now, all these years later, nearly 14 years abroad, stick out to me a little bit more. And so when I hear a lot of people uh, complaining about certain systems or having to deal with certain things, it's like, that's kind of just part of what you sign up for. Or making certain choices, and then after the fact, getting led to a point where they're unable to have a visa or ineligible 
to remain in that place that they are wanting to live in. It's like, because you can't approach it in the same way that you would if you were living in the States. There are certain Americanisms that just have to be left when you get on that plane to fly abroad. So I would never be one of those people that would say, oh, because of a certain nationality, it's something to be ashamed about. There are so many people that shame people of certain nationalities, especially Americans. And even Americans do this, that they have this uppity attitude about, oh, well, I live on the other side of the world. I left those cavemen over there with an ocean in between us. I cannot stand the sight nor smell of them any longer. Look at them with their boom boom sticks and flags. It's just, oh, I cannot imagine such a thing. I cannot tell you how many Americans abroad that I've seen get such an uppity attitude after just a couple of days abroad and it gets old and cringy quickly. And I'll admit, there are certain habits that I've tried to get rid of over the years and there have been some of those habits that, for lack of a better term, I've reintegrated. Like for example, the work thing, I just find that for me it works better. I have no problem sometimes if I work a really long work day or miss some sleep if it's for my work that I enjoy doing. And that's something that I think a lot of people aren't necessarily in the same mindset of doing, because for us in the States, building up a new business or building a business period almost feels like something that's more common than some other parts of the world. I'm not saying that people aren't entrepreneurial, but in the States, there's definitely this entrepreneurial push that is unhealthy to an extent. But to a point, I would say actually it's something that can really be valuable to learn from. So I don't know if maybe some of you in the future would be interested in an episode on habits that I've had or that I've broken over the years or things that I think are worth holding on to. Let me know down in the comment section below if that's something that has any kind of interest to you. So like I've said so many times, and even in last week's episode, I mentioned about when you go to another country Taking on certain aspects of the culture is something that many people want to do, but is it something that you're able to do? And it's something that for a lot of people, there are certain things that are just so ingrained into who they are that they're unable to make those changes. And this, again, is not about like, oh, it's bad or it's this or it's that. It's just you have to know what your personal limits are and to have that recognition there. So there will be certain things like being able to slow down that is actually very hard for people. I've seen it time and time again. Even I've dealt with that, having a difficult time to slow down. There have been many times where I have prioritized work above friendships, above my social life, above many things. And I've had friends from other parts of the world say, hey man, whoa, dude, like you need to, you need to enjoy life. You need to slow down a little bit. And then I've had American friends say, wow, man, such a hard worker. That's amazing. And blah, 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 and this and that. Like, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just noting how there's two different mentalities sometimes when you are talking to people from different parts of the world that they have different priorities in life. And again, it's not about one being better than the other. It's just different. And I would say everything has to come down to a balance. So that's something that I have worked on to try and figure out where is that point that I'm comfortable and maybe I'll have some days where I will do an 18-hour day and love it and have enjoyment from it, but maybe there will be some days that I don't want to even do one. So maybe a couple of those like 18-hour days a few times a year might allow me to take a, a day off here and there. <laughs> and when I'm talking about 18 hours, it's like so infrequent that it happens, but like 
we could be talking about eight to 12 or six to 12, like a normal work day. And when I'm saying six to 12, eight to 12, I'm not talking about time during the day. I'm talking about hours total during the day. But anyway, I think this is going to be a great place to round this episode out. So of course, another thank you to those of you who helped to make these episodes possible through the one-time donations, the thanks button here on YouTube, as well as the one-time donations through rafaeldifuria.com slash support, as well as the monthly support. All of this goes to help this project to be able to continue. So thank you all so very, very much. Also, thank you for joining me for 2023's first episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Of course, I'm Rafael Difuria. Stay safe and healthy out there, and I will see you all next time. Later. <laughs>